Hello and welcome to CHB Sports episode 11 coming to you live from this Wednesday now as we try a different format this week where we will combine our Tuesday and Thursday episode into one episode and today we will start with our recap and picks for this coming college uh, football week and then we will transition into our NFL picks X and all that coming up next. Welcome back to the episode where uh, last week we had a rough week of picks, starting with our college picks. We went four and three for the week. Are we in? Um, I incorrectly picked Florida over South Carolina, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, Clemson won over Louisville. Coastal Carolina um, defeated Georgia, the Georgia Southern Eagles. Um, I picked Michigan, the number five Michigan State Spartans, to win over Purdue, and they um, lost. Um, we lost the pick, uh, the upset pick with uh, Auburn over Texas A&M. They lost twenty to three, and uh, we correctly picked the Alabama Crimson Tide over LSU and Tennessee over Kentucky. Um, so, um, okay, we still slightly positive as we have an odd number of games. We went four and three, uh, as I said in college last week. Uh, seven and seven in NFL, giving us a weekly total last week of eleven and ten bringing um, my overall record for the season up to 73-34. and 34. That brings my college picks to 23-12 and 12 for the season and 50-22 and 22 in the NFL. But this week we'll start off with our college picks, and our first game is between the 5-4 and four South Carolina Gamecocks traveling to Missouri to face the 4-5 uh, and five Missouri Tigers. The Gamecocks are 2-4 and four in conference play, and as we just stated, coming off that big win over Florida at home, Missouri comes into this one at one and four, um, coming off a brutal loss to number one Georgia. But hey, Georgia's doing it to everyone these days. Um, South Carolina was one of our games of the week last week, as uh, they were favored to lose by twenty and a half at home to Florida, and they won this game forty to seventeen. Quarterback Jason Brown came in to be the third different starting quarterback for the Gamecocks this season, and he had himself a day. Uh, going for 175 yards and two touchdown passes. But really it was the running game that carried South Carolina as Kevin Harris and uh, Zaquandre uh, White had over 100 rushing yards. The Gamecock worked off several runs of 40 yards or more, uh, at least three or four in this game. Uh, Josh Fan also had himself a day with seven receptions for 111 yards and a touchdown, including a wide open touchdown where I'm not sure where the Florida defense was on that one. And the Gamecocks are also able to score defensively with a scoop and score touchdown. Missouri comes to this one where they had two different quarterbacks play last week. They both kind of struggled as they were just getting ripped by Georgia. Um, and they had 42 yards uh, rushing from their leading rusher. And they had they actually led in this one 3-0 before Georgia was able to score. Um, but they only had two field goals for the day, and they lost it 43-6. to Coming into this one, the Gamecocks um, – are averaging 23 points a game. Missouri averages slightly more at 31.6. But the Gamecocks also only allow 23.7 points a game to Missouri's 36.8. South Carolina is 3-2 in their last five games, and uh, Missouri is 2-3. So um, coming into this one, Missouri really has the edge uh, with a better offense, I think, slightly than South Carolina. But South Carolina's defense is a good margin better than uh, Missouri. 
allowing over 140 yards a game less than Missouri, who allows 478.9 yards a game. Um, Looks like Missouri has the – uh, both the pass and rush edge per game in this one, and South Carolina's pass D and run D has the edge over Missouri. So this is going to be a close one. South Carolina is now one game off ball eligible at five and four, and Missouri is uh, four and five. So they still need two wins to get away uh, to get to a bowl with three games left in the schedule. The Gamecocks have it coming up rough after this with um, Auburn and then their in-state rivals with Clemson. So, but I think I'm going to roll with the Gamecocks to win this one. Um, coming off that big win against Florida, I think Shane Beamer will have them rocking and can carry the momentum into the next week and hopefully pull off back-to-back wins and get to bowl eligibility, which will be quite a turnaround from this team that was um, two and what was it two and eight last year? They only had two total wins. Our next game is uh, the one and eight UConn Huskies traveling to face the six and three Clemson Tigers. Yeah, Clemson's favored by 41, and they're going to win this game. UConn is probably the worst team in the FBS. Um, they had a very interesting game earlier this season with Vanderbilt, who's not much better um, in the SEC, all of us. But UConn comes in this one off of 41-13, shellacking by uh, Mountain Tennessee State. And Clemson comes off a close win, 30-24 over Louisville to get them to six wins and get them to bowl eligible. Um, But this is a game that um, Clemson should win as um, it gets a little tough for them too as they, after this, have Wake Forest, who was undefeated until last week. And they have, um, we just said, their in-state rival in South Carolina uh, to close out the season. But yeah, Clemson should Pretty easily win this one and get to 7-3 and three overall. Our next game, uh, staying in the state of South Carolina, is the Georgia State Panthers at 4-5 and five and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers at 8-1. and one. Coastal Carolina is coming off a 28-8 win over Georgia Southern, and Georgia State is coming off a 21-17 loss to the Louisville Raging Cajuns. Coastal is favored. By 10.5 in this one, but um, news out this week. As it looks like uh, QB Grayson McCall could possibly be out for the year for Coastal, so that's a big blow um, for the Shawnee Clears, but I don't think it's enough of a blow that this team would um, lose this game to Georgia State as they average over 42 points a game and only allow 17, and they're 4-1 and one in their last five compared to Georgia State's 3-2. and two. So I am going to roll with the Shauna Clears to get to 9-1 and one in this one as they are looking to have another very strong season after um, building off what they started last year. Getting into our first big game of the week, we have the number six Michigan Wolverines uh, traveling to face the um, Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State is 6-3 and three and Michigan is 8-1. and one. And this Penn State team is coming off a close, hard-fought loss to Ohio State last week. And Michigan's coming off a 29-7 win over Indiana. Oh, I'm sorry. Penn State's coming off a uh, 31-14 loss to Maryland. They played um, Ohio State a few weeks ago. But this is one of Michigan's hurdles remaining for the rest of the year as um, they have, obviously, Ohio State um, coming up. They lost to Michigan State, who is ranked number seven now, um, even though they have the head-to-head victory over Michigan but um, Michigan really has to win this one 
if they have any chance at a playoff as um, they're sitting just on the outside looking in. So Ohio State's number four. Um, Michigan um, scores 36.2 points a game and only allows six, uh, 16. Penn State scores 26.8 and only allows 16.7. But the big difference is Michigan's 4-1 and one in their last five with that only loss being that tough um, come-from-behind victory that Michigan State pulled off over them. And Penn State is 2-3 and three in their last five. But the line in this one is actually even between these two as it's um, very close. But if you look at the um, the offense and the defense, Michigan has a better offense and a better rushing offense, but Penn State has a slight edge over them in the pass offense. And then Michigan outranks them um, in defense, uh, pass defense and rush defense. So their defense is overall better and they're better in every category. And um, – I think this Michigan running attack will be enough to get this win over Penn State as they um, run for over two times as many yards per game as uh, Penn State does. Penn State had a very good start this season. It's been rough the last few weeks, as we mentioned, uh, dropping to two and three in the last five. So I'm going to roll with the Wolverines in this one to get to nine and one, as I believe this is one of the better Michigan teams that I've seen in a very long time in Jim Harbaugh might finally be able to get himself um, to a win over Ohio State and possibly into the college football playoff. We'll have to see. Our next game is between the number eight Oklahoma Sooners, who are 9-0, and and the number 13 Baylor Bears. Uh, Oklahoma rolls into this one off the bye, and Baylor rolls in off a 30-28 loss at TCU last week. Tough blow for the Bears, who were doing so well this season before that game against TCU, but um, they'll look to rebound against uh, Oklahoma. Their only other loss this season uh, for Baylor was to Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma's favored by five and a half in this one, but as you you did not hear wrong, they're 9-0 and and still ranked number eight as Oklahoma has uh, close wins, 40-35 to over Tulane, 23-16 over Nebraska, 16-13 over West Virginia, 31-30. to uh, 30, 37 to 31 over Kansas State and 35 to 23 over Kansas, where they trailed most of that game before they finally got it together in the second half to pull off the win. Um, so, and the, over those five wins, they've only won by 30, uh, 33 total points. That's less than seven. That's less than a touchdown a game over um, all those teams, and none of those teams are very good. At, and you can see the committee is punishing Oklahoma for. Um, they're poor. They're undefeated, yes, and you have to give them credit. A win is a win, but they still do. They have not played um, very great this season. Their only big win really is that come from behind win over Texas, and Texas isn't very that hot this season. So I think this has all the workings for it to be perfect for Baylor to upset the Sooners this week. But com- uh, especially coming off a loss to TCU, it should motivate Baylor to get back in gear but I as much as I don't want to because they haven't really shown me anything I think I'm going to go with the Sooners in this one as while they have played everyone close they haven't lost yet so I think there's something there um Oklahoma uh basically has to go undefeated if they want to make the playoff and just hope for madness to continue above them as you know um Michigan State could fall um, 
even more than they have from three to seven last week. They could fall even more. Michigan or Ohio State could be dropping out of the top four when they play each other. Um, Cincinnati is still undefeated, but we'll see what happens there. Alabama could drop, so Oklahoma needs to stay undefeated if they want to take the playoff. A loss this week would probably very much end their season uh, as far as it is to college football playoff hopes. They could they could easily still make it to a New Year Six poll. But I'm going to roll with the number eight Sooners in this one. Our next game up is the number 11 Texas A&M Aggies uh, and the number f- coming come to face the number 15 Old Miss Rebels. Both these teams are seven and two this season in the SEC in the tough SEC West. Uh, A&M is four and two in conference play, and Old Miss is three and two. Um, Old Miss has um, a better offense in every statistic category uh, than Texas A&M here, and A&M has a better defense in every statistical category than Old Miss. As um, Old Miss will need that offense to show up more than the. Um, than they did the last couple weeks as they um, kept turning it over in the red zone against Auburn, which led to a loss. And then they only beat Liberty 27-14 last week, which is a little concerning. Texas A&M, speaking of um, Ole Miss dropping that game to Auburn two weeks ago, 31-20, A&M is coming off a win 20-3 over Auburn last week, and um, which brings up uh, a very thing, a uh, very big topic. Ole Miss's two losses are to Auburn and Alabama, 31 to 20 to Auburn and 42 to 21 to Alabama. And this Texas A&M squad has beaten Auburn 20 to three and beaten Alabama 41 to 38. So um, A&M really needs to win out because um, they still have a shot to win the SEC West and go to the SEC championship game against Georgia if Alabama slips up one more time. As they have the tiebreaker as they beat Alabama. Um, and Alabama did not look so great last week against LSU, even though that was one of our games we picked on that I thought they would easily cover the spread uh, as they were favored by 20-28, something like that, and they only won 20-14, to and LSU had a shot to win that um, before they turned it over on downs in the red zone. So um, this is another tough one. Um, I don't think I can pick against Texas A&M back-to-back weeks as I picked Auburn against them last week. And I'm a very a little concerned with Old Miss's um, offenses. They haven't played that great the last two weeks from what they have been, and I'm definitely concerned about Giffen's play calling. Uh, not that it's bad, but sometimes you just need to take your points when you're in the red zone and not turn it over on downs all the time like you did against Auburn. So I'm gonna roll with the Aggies in this one, um, but I would not be shocked as I am with any of these. Um, closely ranked games we have here. If um, even with Penn State over Michigan, if it goes the other way, as um, craziness happened last week. And our last game to wrap up the college slate is the number 16 NC State Wolfpack traveling to face the number 12 Wake Forest Demon Deacons in an ACC battle. NC State enters this one at seven and two, and Wake Forest rolls in at eight and one. Both these teams. Um, very strong records on top of the ACC as Clemson has fallen off heavily this season. The Wolfpack are coming in off a 2014 win on the road against uh, FSU, and Wake Forest is coming off their lone loss of the season, 58-55 against North Carolina. Um, both the Deacons have a powerful offense this season, averaging 44.7 
points a game to uh, the Wolfpack's 31.1, but the Wolfpack have the edge defensively, uh, only allowing 16 points a game to um, Wake Forest's 27.7. Both these teams are also 4-1 in their last five games. This game here between these two is um, really going to decide who heads to the ACC championship game to face Pittsburgh in a couple weeks as uh, NC State needs to win this one and then have a tiebreaker to go over Wake Forest if they don't lose a game for the rest of the season. Um, well, they'd have to lose two if NC State loses the tiebreaker to Wake Forest. And Wake Forest can pretty much wrap it up with a win um, here over NC State which would give them a two-and-a-half game lead um, with two games to go. So um, Wake Forest would, looks like it'll clinch a date with uh, Pittsburgh in the ACC championship game. But I think heading into this one, I um, it's been a little too sweet to be true for Wake Forest. I'm so, uh, sorry for their fans. But I think NC State will walk away with this one. And get to eight and two, and most likely uh, clinch their spot in the ACC championship game in the coming weeks uh, against Pittsburgh. Um, but this is another one. As all these games, um, all all of these games except really the Clemson UConn one uh, could really go other way. Uh, either way, maybe not the Coastal one. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, and uh, hopefully I can rebound from the poor four and three week I had last week. But um, coming up next, we'll have our NFL picks for the week, including recaps for their uh, previous matchups. Last week in the picks, as uh, I previously mentioned at the top of the show, we went 7-7 seven and seven in our NFL picks this week, so not pretty. Definitely my um, worst week so far, but still refused to have a losing record um, so far this season as um, the best we went was 500, um, um, which uh, brought my NFL total to 50-22 and 22 for the season. Um, but we'll kick off this week with the 6-2 uh, Baltimore Ravens traveling to face the 2-7 Miami Dolphins. The Ravens come into this one off a big win as they rebounded from an early 17-3 deficit to the Minnesota Vikings to uh, eventually win it 34-31 in overtime as it looked like Minnesota was driving down to win it before they um, turned the ball over and gave the Ravens a chance to go win it with a Justin Tucker field goal to get to 6-2 and two and take a good uh, convincing lead on this division as the uh, even though the Steelers have rebounded from that 1-3 start to get four consecutive wins and get to 5-3, and three, um, the Cleveland Browns are 5-4 are and four and the Cincinnati Bengals are 5-4. and four. So they've got a two-game lead on both of those um, who I see as more of a threat than the uh, Steelers. Sorry, Steelers fans. Um, but the Dolphins come to this one, getting their second one of the season, 17-9 over the 1-7 Houston Texans, uh, dropping them to 1-8. And, and uh, Jacoby Brissett played once again this week as Tua was hurt again. Um, Baltimore enters this one as 7.5-point favorites on the road, and I could easily see them winning this one by more as Miami has really had their issues this season between injuries, the defense has been bad, the offense has been inconsistent, and they have really regressed from where they were last year. Um, 
But yeah, I think the Dolph, uh, the sorry, the Ravens win this one and get to seven and two, and um, will be very hard to stop to uh, very hard to catch in that AFC North as it looks like they try to pull away with it um, as the Steelers are trying to uh, claw their way back into that one. Our second game of the week is between the four and four Atlanta Falcons and the six and two Dallas Cowboys. The Falcons come to this one after they nearly, nearly pulled off another classic Falcons as they were up 24-6 in the fourth quarter against the New Orleans Saints last week. And they allowed the Saints to score 19 unanswered uh, to take a uh, 25-24 lead before they were able to uh, hit a field goal as time expired to win it uh, 27-25. To get back to 500, get back to 4-4, four Meanwhile, the Cowboys come to this one after I don't even know how to explain this, but they were losing thirty to nothing to the Denver Broncos, um, who are not a very good football team. Sorry, Broncos fans. Um, uh, before they eventually scored sixteen in the fourth quarter to lose it thirty to sixteen, but um, this Cowboys team had looked as one of the teams to beat in the league as um. Even their one loss had been that tough loss to Tampa where they led late in the game, but they left Brady too much time to go down and win it. And um, they had looked very good. Um, and this Broncos win just came out of nowhere. And it's a pretty rough loss for Cow- the Cowboys. Um, brutal loss to a um, team like that. But um, I think, though, honestly, I would have thought the Falcons here this week would give the Cowboys more trouble than Denver did last week. Um but I think the Cowboys will um, get everything straightened out and figure out what the heck happened last week and get back in the win column this week to get to 7-2 and two, um, in a very competitive NFC um, with, what is it, five teams with um, six wins or more, um, only two losses, uh, two losses or less. The Cardinals still only have one loss. Um, but I think the Cowboys get the win this week over the uh, rebuilding Falcons and drop them to 4-5. Uh, Dallas is uh, favored by nine in that one, by the way. Our next game is between the New Orleans Saints coming off that loss uh, to the Falcons as time expired that we just talked about to face the 7-2 and two on fire Tennessee Titans who uh, scored 21 points in the second quarter alone against the Rams to uh, get their sixth straight win, 28-16 uh, on Sunday Night Football. Even uh, had some a defensive touchdown with a pick six in that one, I believe, as they um, they had Matthew Stafford's number in that one. And despite my doubts in this team without Derrick Henry, the defense was able to carry them and get it done and get another win, get this team seven and two, and on top of the a- entire AFC now. As I don't even know what's happened to the Cincinnati Bengals the last two weeks. Um, who will be on the bye this week. Um, but uh, the Titans have looked very good. The defense is legit. The offense still needs to figure some of its stuff out. They still need to figure out that chemistry and get Julio Jones more involved. And A.J. Brown has been a little disappointing this season. Um, but this Titans team is legit, and I think they um, can make a strong run. And I would have said the same thing. Not – White to the levels of the Titans, but I would have thought that this uh, New Orleans Saints team was very good and could be very competitive. Um, if you had asked me before they lost Jameis Winston, 
uh, as well. But now with Trevor Simeon starting for the Saints with uh, Winston out for the year, um, I think they're just going to continue to have their struggles. And uh, it's going to be another rough week this week as I think the Titans get it done and get to 8-2 and two and remain on top of the AFC and drop the Saints back to 5-4, and four, which would be a tough blow after they got to 5-2 and two after upsetting the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the week before last. Our next game is between the 2-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars, who just had them, the defense just had themselves a field day with the Buffalo Bills last week, um, giving Josh Allen all kinds of trouble, forcing uh, interceptions. Um, we even had a sack from uh, Jaguars defensive end Josh Allen on Bills quarterback Josh Allen, which was very interesting. Um, but the Jacksonville defense held that um, held that potent Bills attack to six points last week. And even though their offense very much struggled and were able to score nine points, they still were able to come out with a win with how great the defense was. And uh, this week they'll face the four and five Indianapolis Colts, who um, Jonathan Taylor had himself a day on Thursday night football against the New York Jets, uh, going for 172 and two touchdowns and a 42 to 30, uh, 45 to 30 win. Um, they were up, I believe, like 42 to 16 in this one before um, Josh Jack, uh, Jackson had uh, a couple garbage time touchdowns for the Jets after Mike White left with an injury, but we'll talk more in that, uh, about that later. Um, but, yeah, the Colts were able to get back to four and five. This is a scrappy Colts team, I think, that um, just kind of is better than their record states, as we um, we say all the time here. But I think this team is decent. They're not obviously going to make any noise in the playoffs. They probably won't even make the playoffs. But um, I don't think the Jaguars' defense can replicate what they did last week, and I think the Colts will come away with a win in this AFC South battle. But um, this would be another winnable game for the Jaguars. I can say uh, very inconsistent Colts team uh, who's favored by 10.5 here at home over the Jaguars. Our next game of the week is between the 5-4 Cleveland Browns and the 5-4 New England Patriots. And very, very quietly, here come the Patriots with three consecutive wins, looking to make it four coming into this one at home. And with the Bills' loss last week, dropping them to 5-3, the Patriots are sneakily back in the hunt in this AFC East. Um as obviously the Dolphins are out of it and the Jets are out of it. Um, but the Patriots are now only um, one game back of the Bills after um, uh, Bill Belichick and co. still have their way with former Jets QB Sam Darnold uh, against the Panthers, uh, now playing for the Panthers last week. So they forced him into three interceptions, including an incredible interception by defensive end Jamie Collins or or linebacker, but who knows? He really plays both. But Jamie Collins making his third stint for the Patriots uh, in his career, and he had himself a good day with a uh, big interception against Darnold. Um, and they're here facing the Cleveland Browns, who also had themselves a day, dominating both sides of the ball against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, winning 41-16 to in a game where I picked the Bengals and uh, – the Browns just completely controlled that game, dominated. Uh, as they are back at five and four now, as 
what has become of this AFC is it looks like the top three teams of last year in the Browns, the Bills, and the Chiefs all now have um, at least three losses. The Bills are five and three, the Browns are five and four, and the Chiefs are five and four. Um, so I don't know what's happened there, but it's a crazy league we like to watch. We love to watch, but um, this is a very close game. I think between a very good Browns team and a very interesting Patriots team that can make some noise. Um, I've said it for a couple weeks. I think that this Patriots team can be a sneaky um, wild card team in AFC. Um, if the Bills continue to struggle, possibly win the division, I wouldn't count on it. But um, I think I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here on the road with a slight edge over the Patriots. I think Belichick could game plan this well and uh, give Baker Mayfield problems and give uh, rookie quarterback Mac Jones a chance to win here over a great Cleveland defense. Um, but, um, and if you had asked me last week, I probably would have picked the Patriots. But the Browns uh, showed up real big in a big way against the Bengals last week, and I'm not going to pick against them after that. Um, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But I think the Browns get the win here over the Patriots and get to 6-4. and four. Our next game of the week is between the 5-3 and three Bills, who we were just talking about, um, coming off a brutal, brutal 6-9 loss to the Jack. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars giving them their second win of the season. Josh Allen with two interceptions and no run game to be heard of with only 72 total yards on the ground with Josh Allen, I believe, being the leading rusher with 50 yards for the Bills. Um, but they get to fall back on playing the 2-6 and six New York Jets this week who are coming off a 30-45 to 45 loss to the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday Night Football. Mike White had some issues with his hand. Um, he couldn't really grip the football and had to exit that game against the Colts after he had a big day against the Bengals uh, a week and a half ago. Um, but uh, Josh Jackson was very good in relief, um, made some noise, had three touchdown passes and an interception, I believe, and a good bit of passing yards. Um, led the Jets to some points. I mean, obviously it was – where the Colts were blowing them out. and But the Jets were able to score some points there at the end of the game. Um, but I think this Bills team's going to be hungry and upset coming off that loss to Jacksonville, and they're really going to want to get this one. And uh, I believe they're going to pull it off, and the Bills will get to 6-3 and three here with a win over their AFC, e uh, AFC East rivals in the New York Jets. The Bills uh, on the road here are favored by 12 and a half. Oh, I sorry, for, uh, forgot to mention the last game. New England is actually favored uh, right here on Wednesday so far by one and a half over the Cleveland Browns at home. Our next game of the week is coming off uh, is the 0-8 Detroit Lions, who, yay, they didn't lose last week as they um, come into this one off the bye. Um and they're facing a Steelers team who is um, coming off four consecutive wins, looking to make it five. Um, as they have come back from one and three to get to five and three, um, with a Monday Night Football win over the Chicago Bears, twenty-nine to twenty-seven last week, which they tried very, very hard to lose, um, being outscored. What was it like, twenty-one to nine in the fourth quarter? Um, 
The Bears even took the lead late before the Steelers retook it with a field goal. And then the Bears still had a chance to win it with a 65-yarder that fell just short from Carlos Santos. Um, But the Steelers were able to escape, get the win. They're back here at home against a very weak team in the Detroit Lions who's going to need to play almost perfect to win a game at this point. I think there is a very – there is a chance that the Lions go up. Oh, and 17 become the first team in history with the new 17 game schedule. But, um, yeah, I think this is a possible game for the Lions to win. Um, you're not going to hear that much more, um, for this season as, uh, without, um, untalented this Lions team is. But, uh, I think the Lions will, um, I think, sorry, I think the Steelers will still um, come away and win this one uh, and get to 6-3 and three and be right in the thick of it with the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals in that division as that AFC North looks a little stronger than it did to start the season. Our next game, getting into our 405 slate, uh, with two games this week at 405. The first of which is the 6-2 Buccaneers and the 2-6 Washington football team. Both of these teams are coming off the bye. Uh, the Buccaneers lost two weeks ago to the Saints, I know. Um, as Trevor Simeon led the Saints over with James Winston being hurt. And um, I'm not exactly positive who... Washington comes in off a uh, loss to the Denver Broncos uh, 17-10 two weeks ago. But, um, yeah, this Washington defense is not what they were last year. They um, This is actually, I didn't even think about it until just now, this is a rematch of an NFC wildcard game last week between these two teams as Taylor Heineke made the start with uh, Alex Smith being hurt for the Washington football team. And... Um, Played the uh, Buccaneers very close in a very tough, uh, hard-fought game as that um, Washington defense was just able to keep them in it. But this defense is not the same defense that played last year. They have regressed heavily. They are not looking good. Um, they probably um, – I'm sorry, I didn't double-check. Um, but they were allowing over 30 points a game uh, in the first several weeks to start the season. It's probably come down from there a little bit. But, um, yeah, this is – this is a bad Washington team that uh, is going to have a very high draft pick in um, next April's draft. And uh, I think the Bucks win this one and win it easy. They're favored by nine and a half on the road. And I think the Bucks get to seven and two this week as they can just sleepwalk their way through the rest of the schedule this year with uh, the Saints are going to be struggling now with Trevor Simeon starting. The Panthers choked their three, no start. They're out of the mix. And uh, the Falcons are still a rebuilding team at 500. So um, no sweat for the Buccaneers as they'll just uh, sleepwalk their way to a uh, division win in the weak NFC South. Speaking of the NFC South, our next game is between the 4-5 and five Carolina Panthers and the 8-1 uh, and one Arizona Cardinals. The Panthers we talked about, Darnold had a continues, continues to struggle after that hot, hot start to the season he had, he threw three interceptions in that 24-6 loss to the Patriots. Uh, meanwhile, the Arizona Cardinals, no Kyler Murray, no problem. Colt McCoy had himself a ball game only with four incomplete passes, almost perfect, I believe, um, this week. 
And he had this team up 31-7 to over the same San Francisco team that the Cardinals only beat 17-10 to earlier this season um, with Kyler Murray starting and healthy. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the Cardinals eventually won at 31-17 with some garbage time points for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo continues to not look great as um, that Trey Lance pick is really starting to make sense with how the 49ers season has gone. Um, but the Cardinals got back to 8-1. and one. They're back on top of the NFC with the uh, Packers' loss to the Chiefs that we'll get to in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Cardinals um, should easily take care of business and um, – at home here gets a poor Carolina Panthers team that is one in five since week three. Um, it's been a rough season in year two for Matt Rule and um, at Carolina, but uh, Arizona's favored by ten and a half in this one, and they should easily cover that spread and get to nine and one. Not something I would have thought of the Cardinals in the preseason. Um, in a very, it looks a very loaded NFC West. Uh, they were very insanely competitive last year, all four of them. And uh, what a difference a year makes. Well, the Niners weren't so great, but they were just injured by everyone was hurt last season. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals win this one. Our um, first game of the 425 slate is the three and five Minnesota Vikings and the five and three. Um, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Vikings coming to this one with a blown lead, losing 34 to 31 to the Ravens in overtime. We talked about that. Kirk Cousins pulls it off again for the Vikings, choking another game away. At least it wasn't Monday Night Football. Um, and the Chargers had a back and forth battle with the Eagles last week. They eventually won 27 to 24. They were able to stop the bleeding after two brutal uh, consecutive losses. After that hot 5-1 start they had to the season. Um, They're also back on top of the AFC West with the uh, Raiders losing to the Giants. Um, so uh, with the same record at 5-3, and three, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Raiders at the moment. Um, and I didn't even um, just now think about it. The Chiefs are kind of back in the mix. Uh, only one game back now at 5-4 in uh, that division. The Broncos are also 5-4. Um, um, so, um, close AFC, uh, West battle with all four teams having five wins, but, um, this Vikings team, I've said it several times, they're better than the three and five records, uh, Joe's, I'm going to say it again here as they played the, uh, Ravens very good. Um, but that Ravens team just keeps coming from behind like they did against the Colts several weeks ago on Monday night football. Um, this is another game I think the Vikings can um, provide problems for a young quarterback like Justin Herbert out of Oregon. But um, I think the Chargers will eke out a win in this one and get to 6-3 and three, um, and uh, look to pull away in the division after this one. Our next game up is the 3-5 and five, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, who are coming off of by? Uh, they stopped their bleeding two weeks ago uh, with a win over Jacksonville uh, after they lost what, two or three games in a row. I think it was three. Um, and uh, the they're coming into Lambeau to face the Green Bay Packers. 
who know Rodgers, unlike the Cardinals, had a problem with uh, second-year uh, QB Jordan Love at a Utah State making his first career start, not having such a hot day um, in a tough road environment, loud environment, arrowhead. Um, the Chiefs' defense was so bad in that game. They were just begging the Packers to get back into it. But um, Jordan Love couldn't get in as he had a, his uh, a red zone interception and then finally was able to get the touchdown pass to uh, cut the game to 13-7, which they would eventually lose by. But um, really the special teams uh, did it in for the Packers last week with a missed field goal from Mason Crosby, a blocked field goal um, by the Chiefs for Crosby, and uh, they also had a muffed punt that set the Chiefs up uh, three yards out of the end zone, which they only mustered a field goal out of. So um, besides that opening drive where the Chiefs looked very effective and just went right down the field and scored a touchdown, the Chiefs of old, that offense really was only able to muster three points for the entire game. If you don't count the drive for the Packers, gave them the ball three yards out of the end zone, um, but they were still able to pull off a win against a quarterback, a young quarterback in his first career start. Um, Another thing with this Packers team is they've already had six games on the road and only three games at home to this point. So they'll be happy to be back at home uh, against Seattle. I'm figuring that Aaron Rodgers will be able to get through his protocols and be back Sunday as he is due to be back, I believe, the day before Saturday, the day before the game. Uh, It looks like Seattle will have Russell Wilson back um, from his finger surgery um, this game as well. Um... So, if Rodgers isn't there, I think Seattle could easily win this one. Um, Green Bay might be able to pull it off, but um, they need a better game from really the offense as a whole, not just Jordan Love. And, um, uh, yeah, um, I still think I'm going to go with the Packers this one. I'm figuring Aaron Rodgers is going to be there and – this Russell Wilson is going to be his first game back from injury, and he has very mightily struggled in his career playing at Lambeau Field, um, as the Seahawks are a lot better at home against the Packers, as you would expect, than they are at Lambeau. So I'm going to pick the Packers to roll in this one. They're favored by three and get to eight and two and stay up there in a highly competitive NFC, which had a very rough week last week with several teams dropping their second game of the season, including the Green Bay Packers. Our last game of the 4 o'clock slate, 425, before we get into primetime, is the 3-6 Philadelphia Eagles coming off that tough back-and-forth loss to the Chargers we talked about, 27-24, and they're facing the 5-4 surprising Denver Broncos who not only won but just decimated the Cowboys uh, down 30-0 before they could even score last week um, as they eventually wanted to get to uh, 5-4 and and get back um, above 500. Denver at home here is favored by 2.5. This Broncos team, I don't know how to pick because I talk about how bad they are and how they shouldn't win against a Cleveland Browns team, and I'm right in the Browns win. Then... I give them no chance against a very competitive Cowboys team, and they do win. So um, I feel like if I pick them, they're going to lose. If I pick against them, they're going to win. Um, 
So I'm very on the fence, but I think I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. I'm sorry, Broncos. Um, but I think that offense of the Eagles has shown me um, something. They're, um, they're pretty good. The defense isn't great, and Denver's just inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Um, they're without, obviously, longtime linebacker Vaughn Miller now who um, is playing for the Rams they traded. But I think the Eagles will get this one and get to 4-6 and six as they have a little bit of a weaker schedule to close out the year from here as we've um, just crossed the halfway point now with nine ga- or through nine of 17 games, which is still weird. Um, but our first game of primetime we'll get into is Sunday night football between the 5-4 and four Kansas City Chiefs and the 5-3 and three Las Vegas Raiders in AFC West battle. These two teams gave us Great matchups last year um, with the Raiders beating the Chiefs and then just about beating them, uh, but coming up just short at the end um, last season. They split those games one-to-one. Derek Carr had his struggles last week against the Giants, who are suddenly getting healthy and looking more competitive. Even though it's the Giants, they almost beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football two weeks ago, and they did beat the Raiders 23-16 last week. To drop the Raiders to five and three, and get the Giants to three and six, uh, but the Chiefs come in. We just talked about offense continued to struggle. Defense was begging the Packers to win that football game, uh, but they couldn't do it um, as they beat the Packers thirteen to seven. So this is a very tough game to pick. The Chiefs are kind of surprisingly favored by two and a half. It seems like um, ESPN really gives them that. Um, well, Las Vegas really, who makes the predictions, really still picks, gives these Chiefs a slight edge really from what used to be than what has been this season for the two-time defending AFC champions. But I'm going to pick the Raiders to pull out this one. I know that the offense is inconsistent, um, but the defense is pretty good, and the Chiefs' offense is so mightily struggling. I think the defense can have itself a good day, and the Raiders – uh, offense can outscore the Chiefs offense with how bad they have been the last few weeks. And the Raiders can get to 6-3 and three and stay right there with the Chargers if the Chargers pull off and win and also get to 6-3. and three. And our last game of the week on Monday Night Football is between the 7-2 and two Rams and the 3-5 and five 49ers in an NFC West battle as uh, we like to stay in the West this week for primetime games. Um... Matthew Stafford had a lot of struggling against the Tennessee Titans defense. He just had themselves a field day with that Rams offense on uh, Sunday Night Football last week. They were uh, giving the Rams their second loss of the season and keeping them away from really trying to take control of that division as the Cardinals, even with the loss to the Packers two weeks ago, continue to just edge out and lead that division. Uh, the 49ers, meanwhile, got blown out by Colt McCoy, as we talked about, um, with no running game to be spoke of. They had 39 total yards in that 31-17 loss. So, rough day for the Niners, who dropped 3-5, and five, and I don't think the bleeding's going to stop here. I think the Niners dropped this one, dropped 3-6. and six. Uh, The Rams on the road are favored by 4. They could they should easily win this game by more than four if the offense figures itself out. And the Rams should get to eight and two this week. Um, but that'll wrap up our picks this week as the three and six Chicago Bears, who lost 
29-27 to Pittsburgh and have lost four consecutive are on the bye. The 5-4 Bengals, who lost 41-16 to Cleveland and have lost now two straight after that big win over Baltimore to get them to 5-2 and two on top of the AFC. Um, the Giants at 3-6, and six, who are our only team entering the bye off a win. Uh, we just talked about 123-16 over Las Vegas. And finally, the Houston Texans at 1-8 and eight, uh, lost 17-9 to Miami to lose their eighth consecutive game as it seems that AFC South, just like last year with the Jaguars, likes to win week one and then not win a game for the rest of the season. Um, but uh, that'll do it for our NFL picks. Um, we'll also, um, little recap, um, I was correct on our NASCAR pick last week as Kyle Larson was able to not only race his way to the win at Phoenix Raceway, but also uh, race his way to his first championship uh, in his first year at Hendrick Motorsports uh, after his year off for his uh, – racial slur he said in an online e-race start of covid that ended his time at chip ganassi racing who on a very sad note also exited the sport this week uh as they were bought by Trackhouse racing uh and finally we also have the gen 6 car on its way out as the next gen cars for uh, all three manufacturers chevrolet toyota and ford will take over um with the daytona well really with the clash at the los angeles coliseum next season but um great season for nascar good to see the most dominant driver actually go away and win the championship as kyle larson became the first double digit win leader um since jimmy johnson in i believe 2009 um but he also got the championship unlike kevin harvick who dominated last year with nine wins and didn't even make it to the championship four as chase elliott won the championship that year on another note, um, the NHL has uh, really gotten the gear um, as most teams have at least played. Um, everyone's at least played 10 games so far. So far this season, the Florida Panthers have been great, getting off to a 10 win, uh, 10 wins, two losses, and one overtime loss, giving them 21 points on top of the league. Um, they've also defeated the Carolina Hurricanes, who are in second at 10 and 1. And the Florida being the only loss for the Hurricanes, who started the season off 9-0, I believe. Um, but so far, um, it's uh, the Hurricanes leading the Metropolitan Division uh, and Florida leading the Atlantic in the East. And we also have the St. Louis Blues uh, leading the Central in the West and the Edmonton Oilers winning the Pacific in the West. But... Uh, so far, good start for the NHL um, as it returned to ESPN broadcast this season. Um, meanwhile, in the NBA, it has been a very interesting start to the season as the Golden State Warriors, who are still playing without Klay Thompson, um, are off to a very surprising, um, at least to me, 9-1 start to the season. Um, the LA Lakers and Brooklyn Nets, who are really your two championship favorites, are uh, off to... Week starts uh, the Nets at seven and four, and the uh, Lakers at six and five. It's uh, the Warriors on top of the Western Conference at nine and one, uh, one and a half games ahead of the Utah Jazz at eight and three, and the Miami Heat lead uh, are in a three-way tie. Well, really four-way tie on the East. Uh, the Heat at seven and three, the Bulls at seven and three, the Wizards at seven and three. And the uh, Philadelphia 76ers at 8-4. But um, so far, good start to the season for the uh, NBA and NHL as we'll look to get more into them as the uh, weeks go on now with NASCAR being over. And uh, college football 
um, coming to the end of the regular season, and um, it'll be a crazy time as we head into uh, bowl games uh, in this next month in December. But uh, that'll do it for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed the new format where we really just mushed our two episodes a week into one um, this week. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday to do the same thing for episode 12. But as always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.